The Terry and Jesse Show, we are blessed by the best. We are two cultured Catholic warriors. We are here to give you blue-collar Catholic radio and teach you to love God, save souls, and slay air. I'm reporting for duty. What about you? I'm reporting for duty, too, Jess. I was down for the count yesterday watching all these podcasts of uh, some of these liberal Catholic people, and I thought, well, I need to offer that up for their conversion because they're misleading people. But that's another story, but I'm glad to be back. And Jess, the, the show's going to be a good one, and I'll tell you why. We're going we're gonna to talk about, yes, the, uh, the State of the Union address by President Biden. And, you know, one of the things that we're going to talk about is what John Adams said about our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And we're going to demonstrate mm-hmm. through this article that without a moral people, it's chaos. So that's one thing. Two, we're going to talk about a mom who stood up on video and talked about her daughter being confused regarding gender confusion. And man, it should really rock you there. So those are two good things. And then, of course, our friends from Church Militant will come in and give us the the news for the evening, news for them. But Jesse, for the good-to-know file, it fits right in. This blew me away. You being a policeman for so many years... 44% of Canada's gender-confused prisoners are in jail for sex crimes. I was going to say for trespassing. No. Mm. You see how when they get confused, it causes problems in the culture? This needs to be nipped in the bud. No no pun intended. So that's one thing I I wanted to bring up. Another thing I wanted to bring up is about a young man who's 16 years old. I just couldn't believe a young man up in Canada— and what he did, Jess, is he stood up in front of his Catholic school and said, "Look, uh, I'm not going to stand. I'm not going to allow the girls, uh, boys, going into girls' bathrooms." He said, "That's against my religion, and so I'm going to stand up and say I won't do it." And and what happened is, the Catholic school there. Are you ready for this? They called the police on this young 16 year old boy, and they had him arrested for trespassing. And he said, he quoted Romans. He says, no, I'm going to stand up for Jesus Christ in season and out. And I thought, he's the kind of young man we need in the church today, Jess. We need tens of thousands of people like him in the church today. Yeah. May his tribe increase. Yeah. yeah, Terry, also the month of February, just want to mention, is dedicated to the Holy Family. The special devotion <laughs> which proposes the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph yeah. as the model of virtue of all Christian households. This uh, devotion began in the 17th century, and this February, let's remember, let, let's restore that devotion to, to the Holy Family in our own domestic church. Why? Because it would both honor the Holy Family, and at the same time, it becomes a reminder to strengthen our individual Catholic families. After all, the church has always taught how the Holy Family is the model, for example, for all families. St. John Paul II also said in 2001 in an Angelus Address, he says, quote, The family of Nazareth is a model for every home, close quote. And Jesse, I'm going to give a beautiful testimony of our Sacred Heart Chapel later this month for the month of February, the Holy Family. That's how this church is standing because of the intercession of the Holy Family. That's a teaser, everybody. I'll tell you that later on that one. Jess, anything else before we get some soul food in? Any other good notes? A couple of uh, need-to-know items. Mm -hmm. Uh, <clears throat> there's a poll that was done, military members versus the woke brass. Yeah. A new polling data shows 68% of active military members have witnessed politi- politi- 
politicization yes. in the military. And 65% of active duty military members are somewhat or very concerned about this development. One event that has decreased is the trust of active duty members that they have in the military was a policy change that allowed unrestricted service by transgender individuals. Boy. Here's there another news item. Yep. Four Catholic dioceses partner with pro-LGBT group. Yep. The Northeast Evaluation Association, NWEA, which provides tools for evaluating schoolwork, is also a promoter of LGBT gender ideology in schools. Mm. But according to a fact sheet found in NWEA's website titled, quote, How Catholic Schools Partner with NWEA for Student Access, close quote. So NWEA is a partner with over 1,900 Catholic schools and 84 dioceses reaching 400,000 Catholic students. And again, this is a pro-LGBT group. They have infiltrated our Catholic education. It doesn't surprise me because uh, of the present leadership that we have right now. Well, also, yeah, go ahead. And just let me just jump in and say, not only have they infiltrated the Catholic schools, they've infiltrated the Vatican too. I'm sorry, I'll say that right on the air. All the way to the top. Go ahead, Jess. Museum fends off pro-life student scandal facing national blowback from Catholics. The, Smithston- the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum issued a statement claiming its policies do not condone its employees' decision to oust 12 Catholic students for wearing pro-life hats in the building. So, uh, quote, uh, the spokeswoman said, asking visitors to remove hats and clothing is not in keeping with our policy or protocols, close quote. That was a museum spokeswoman. And uh, she also said, we provided immediate training to prevent a recurrence of this kind of incident, close quote. Yeah, I hope they send those liberal employees to, uh, uh, to uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, sensitivity training. Like they always, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Also, finally, the U.S. bishops correct Biden. This is good news. Yeah, exactly. The president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops quickly issued a statement correcting President Biden after he claimed not all the U.S. bishops oppose his advocacy for using taxpayer dollars to fund abortions. Archbishop Timothy Broglio wrote about the church's opposition to abortion. He said this, quote, The Catholic Church has been clear and consistent in this teaching. The Catholic bishops of the U.S. are united in our commitment to life and will continue to work as one body in Christ to make abortion unthinkable, close quote. That was about a, a, a fire shot across the bow to Absolutely. the Biden administration. You bet. Jesse, I want to give this uh, Josh Alexander's, this young 16-year-old boy, he's got a hat on, it says, Save Canada. He says, I chose to attend school regardless of unlawful exclusion order, the teenager told the, the LifeSite News. <clears throat> and here's the, here's the interesting point. He says, I, I told LifeSite News that according with my Catholic teaching in the Bible, he believes that there are only two sexes. He read that in the Bible, Jess, in the book of Genesis. He said, "For and then he quotes this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for wow. it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. He tweeted this. John, Jesse, this is the kind of young man that can save Canada. Wow. We need God more bless him. him. Yeah, God love him. All right. Yeah. Let's so get let's some go, soul food, it, brother. Absolutely, some soul food. Uh, as, as Catholics, we read the Holy Bible every day at daily Mass. Today's Gospel, Mark chapter 7, verse 14 to 23. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Amen. 
Jesus summoned the crowd again and said to them, hear me, all of you, and understand. So he's he's speaking to his own people, the Jews. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile. Stop there. Remember the Jews had all these kosher laws of things that you cannot eat, but they had no problem blaspheming Jesus Christ. So you see what's happening here? Christ is speaking to them. Oh, you guys say we can't eat this, that, and the other because it defiles you, yet you guys uh, blaspheme me all day long. It goes on to say, when he got home away from the crowd, his disciples questioned him about the parable. He said to them, are even you likewise without understanding? Do you not realize that everything that goes into a person from outside cannot defile? Since it enters not the heart, but the stomach, and passes out into the latrine. Thus he declared all foods clean. Okay, that's uh, maybe so our Jews can understand our position. Muslims can understand our position. All foods are declared clean. Then he goes on to say, But what comes out of the man is what defiles him. For within the man from his heart come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly, all these evils come from within and they defile. The long and the short of it is this. Look at your heart. We have to work on our interior life. You can get to heaven with dirty hands and smelly underarms and, 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 uh, and, and uh, uh, dandruff on your hair. But you can't get to heaven with a dark soul, with an unclean soul. That's the point of today's gospel. Well said. This fits right into the gospel with Bishop Sheen. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room real quick. Full Sheen ahead. And Jesse, this is very important for our culture today because we're always saying, oh, woe is me. Look what happened to me. Sheen says, what happens to us is not as important, but rather how we react to it is more important. And so here's the point. We've all been wounded. There's nobody that gets out of life without being wounded. But you see, we, we said, we, the way we heal our wounds is with Jesus Christ. And that's the message I'd like to give to our culture, that we need to turn to Christ for our healing, not to uh, men, not to women, not to some other, you know, other program. The, the way we are healed is through his, his suffering and death on the cross. All right, that's Amen. the message. Also, today's the feast day of St. Jerome Emiliani. Oh, yeah. Also, what a sister great saint. Jo- yeah, St. Josephine Bakita. Oh, man. She pray slayed. for us. Yeah. yeah. Two incredible saints. Oh, man. Uh, again, the, the saints, as uh, Father Philip Scott would say, yeah. the saints exaggerate yeah. what the world neglects. And Jesse, she died just in 1868. She was a recent convert. Uh, here's the story real quick. She was a, 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 a slave. She had like 11 different people who owned her. And when the Muslim Italian, owned her. Yes, and when the Italian guy um, owned her, brought her to Italy, she ended up becoming a nun for over 50 years. And she was a wonderful nun from what I read about her life. It's amazing. Remember what happens to you is not so important was what, how did she react to it? She loved That's Jesus. Right. All right, yes. we'll be back with more talking about the Biden uh, talk last night. Stay with us. Hit it, Jess. What do we got going, buddy? You know what? Union. Harry, if, if hope was a crime, yeah. you and I would be in prison. Oh, amen, brother. <laughs> because, cute. again, we're, we're all about hope is what? 
Hope is are those people that believe in the promises of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Man. Let's talk about what happened last night. Ooh. I had to turn it off, to be honest with you, Jess. I, I didn't watch it, Terry. I've just, I just watched excerpts uh, from commentators this morning. There, I, there's no way I can watch him. He, um, he triggers me, and he drives me to commit venial sins. Yeah, Sin, yeah sins of detraction and kill. Yeah. So last night... We had the State of the Union address, and, and, and it caused division, as we all knew it would. Uh, it, it's interesting. The new Republicans have more backbone than the old Republicans. The new Republicans were standing up. Oh, yeah. And they were screaming at Biden, liar, mm-hmm. during the State of the Union. The old, Repu- the old guard wouldn't have done that. No. Okay, the old heads, they, they're, they're, they're cowards. They're, they're compromisers. The new breed, they're like, we're not putting up with this. When he says a lie, we're going to stand up. And I even saw something that I'd never seen before. Kevin McCarthy... The Speaker of the House stood, he was behind right next to uh, Kamala Harris. And when Biden would say something that was not true, he would be, he would be saying no. And so you could see him behind Biden with, in, in the camera saying no, yep. nodding his head. Right. Uh, this, this shows to me, Terry, that you have the GOP, they have the resolve now to fight back because we're in the I 11th so. hour. I, I, think, I, think we're, they, I think they know that we're in the 11th well, hour. It's chaos. It's a chaos right now in our culture. Come on. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm going to say some I'll say some personal things. This is why I don't believe that Joe Biden can be trusted. And uh, and I'll tell you why. First of all, he was uh, arguing with the Republicans. Yeah. Right. openly. He was, he, yeah. I mean, he was. Yeah. It, it, it so looked so impre- he was accusing them yeah. of attacking Social Security. Right. And they're saying and Medicare. Produ- yeah. yeah and, Medi- and produce the evidence. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you just three areas, Terry, where I believe that he's an unfit president. Here's three areas. Okay, right? only three. I mean, yeah, there's okay. a bunch, but I'll, I'll keep it short. Wow. Biden had. Remember, the president is known as the father of the country. He's meant to. He's called to protect the country, right? Protect the Constitution, protect our country. Mm-hmm. So, here's three points I want to make. Biden has failed to protect the southern border. Check. Of course. Biden has failed to protect us from China. Most recently, the spy balloon. Check. Biden has failed to protect our troops. Look what happened in Afghanistan. Check. He's unfit for office, Terry. Yeah. Well, can I just add one more thing why I believe he's unfit? Uh, Just, and and, I mean, obviously, we're we're Catholics, we have moral teachings, but even one of the fathers of our Constitution, John Adams, said our Constitution was made only for moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Think of what Obama said about our Constitution being a living document. All these guys do not, these liberal Democrats, so let's just be calling them what they are, yeah. they don't believe that the Constitution is a document we need to follow. They think that it can change like the weather. <laughs> Sorry, that's how yeah. I see it, Jess. Yeah. One of the things that Biden did last night also unequivocally he declared his support for killing babies. Oh, yeah. And then after that, he invoked the image of God in, in which we're all made of. Yeah. And so here's what's interesting. There's a disconnect in his way of thinking. Oh. So he says we're all made, all Americans are made in the image and likeness of God. Except babies. But right before that, he declares his support for killing babies. Yeah. There's a complete disconnect in his thinking. I don't know if it's old but, age, if it's dementia, but, or what it is, Terry, but this guy, it's no secret that Joe Biden supports abortion and, and, and homosexual marriage and consider these considers these fundamental liberties for women. Uh, and yet he calls himself a devout Catholic. There's a complete disconnect in his way but, of thinking. But Jesse Pelosi does exactly the same thing. 
There are many ca- – and here's what I'm going to point the finger at myself. Are you ready? Yeah. The Catholic Church is watering down the Catholic theology of what we call moral moral teachings by, by, by compromising. So like when, when Pelosi was in college, she said the nuns told her, oh, abortion is okay. So we got, we got this for the last 50 or 60 years, and now we're just paying the cost. See, Biden, I believe, doesn't believe that Jesus Christ is who Jesus Christ is. I believe that he thinks all religions are equal. I really do, Jess, because he, he doesn't see it as objective truth, that if the divine revelation says, the Bible says this, then he can say, well, not for me, because I see it in a different way. And so I just don't believe we worship the same God. Now, that's I, Pelosi and all these liberals, I believe that they worship a different God because the God I believe in doesn't change. Yeah, uh, and the God that we believe in is pro-life. Exactly. Something else that I noticed about last night's speech is that President Biden said this. He said, Congress must restore the right the Supreme Court took away last year <laughs> and codify Roe versus Wade yeah. to protect every woman's right here. constitutional right to yep. choose, close quote. So these were Joe Biden's words from his extremist pro-abortion rant during last night's State of the Union address. And he and his pro-abortion pals in the U.S. Senate and in the U.S. House and Senate, Terry, I don't think they're going to stop until Roe versus Wade becomes the law of, of the land yeah. through a constitutional amendment. That's right. what they're, that's that's what they're, they're, shooting, that's for. What they're shooting for. Yep. And, 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 and w- so what's the result of all this, Terry? The result would be the continued deaths of millions of innocent pre-born lives. And, and Jesse, when I was watching this, you know what yeah. came to my mind? Joe Biden's exit interview. Oh, no. <clears throat> I did, because I thought, here it is. He meets God, and God plays back a recording, because our whole life is going to be there before us. Exactly. And I'm convinced that as the president of the United States, what good he could do <clears throat> for the unborn is tremendous, and he's doing it just the opposite. He's hell-bent on killing as many children on his watch as possible. And, you know, I just feel bad. I'm not feel bad. I want to pay for his conversion because, dude, you do that, uh, you're going to believe in global warming. And I'll tell you why. Because when you meet our Lord, he's going to ask, what did you do to the least of my brethren? Yes. And what he said he did, he killed them. Guess what? Uh, it's going to get real warm for him. So I, I say you still have breaths of air. Let's pray for his conversion because this man is hell-bent on going to hell, Jesse. Yeah, Terry, uh, as, as Catholic Christians and as soldiers of Christ, mm-hmm. a soldier of Christ picks up the sword of truth and goes to battle. And that's what we yeah. do every, every day here, Monday through Friday. Joe Biden, uh, he and his pro-abortion pals in the U.S. Uh, House and Senate, they're not going to stop, Terry, until oh. they try to codify Roe versus Wade. That's what it's, it, yep. And, and you can see last night, Terry, they're doubling down. Oh, yeah. Their, their, their plan to codify Roe versus Wade, I think they want to make it like Roe 2.0. Well, what they want to do is put the 1964 Civil Rights Act to include sex and sexual orientation and gender identity among expressly recognized non-discrimination. You know, so the point of it is, is that they're really trying to codify this. And I say this, um, you know, I know that the, the approval rating for Biden is very low. I think it was 43 percent. And I think, are you ready for this? 61 percent of the of people in America don't want him to run again. I actually want him to run again, Jesse. I'll say it so, publicly. Same with Anita says that, yeah, my yeah. wife. Well, I, I said that to you yeah. before because I think he'll lose. And I think that if he had somebody else with a, 
a, a more uh, a name that you know, well, I won't say. I don't want to give that away. But the point there of it is, yeah, don't give I, any ideas. Yeah, I believe the best way we can beat this administration is let this old man Biden run again, <laughs> and I think uh, we'll beat him. That's my take, Jess. I think you're right. Uh, one of the things is, thanks be to God, we have uh, a pro a, a pro life Republican that's a Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. He's from California, in fact. Uh, I won't hold that against him. <laughs> hey, he's doing a good job. I'm, exactly. I'm really, I'm really. I'm, so, I'm actually impressed so far. I don't know much about him, but yes, Terry, yeah. I, I am. I, I wasn't expecting much of him, but boy, oh, boy, he's uh, turned out to be exceed my expectations. But the Republican majority in the U.S. House Senate, it's 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 a slim majority, and uh, again, they're 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 sparring back and forth over the issue of abortion. Yeah. Now the U.S. Senate. They have the majority. Uh, the pro-abortion Democrats believe that they just could, they could cobble together enough votes from both sides of the aisle to codify Roe versus Wade in the Constitution. That's what they want to do. Oh yeah. And President Biden and his pro-abortion pals believe that they can ride abortion wave to victory in 2024. Just to show you, Terry, how sick this has become. Last night I saw one of the uh, uh, Democrat senators, uh, Senator Ed Markey, Democrat from Massachusetts. You know, most of the most of the people in the House and Senate, most of them will wear like an American flag lapel. Yeah. Something, you know, some that's general sure. what yeah. you'll see them yeah. wearing. Expect Ed Markey, Democrat from Massachusetts, removed he does no longer wears the American flag. Last night he had an abortion pin across his chest. It said abortion. He said that he received that abortion pin from Planned Parenthood. I bet he did. And he said, uh he said, I'm gonna wear it tonight for the State of the Union address. He says abortion is essential health care, and we need to codify this right now. This is very sick. It is He replaced sick. the American flag lapel pin with the word abortion. Terry, these people on the left are, are pro-abortion. They're extremists. They're, they're abortion terrorists. And I'll tell you why I'm using the word terrorist. Oh, yeah. When you're a baby and you're getting killed That's by terrible. a knife or scissors or, 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 or <coughs> a poison or, 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 or some type of, uh, you know, yeah. some, some toxic uh, liquid— that's terrorist activity. And I'll tell you something that worries me is that we, we have, there are swamp insiders. Yeah. There are supposedly pro-life Republicans. Yes. Like U.S. Republican Nancy Mace from South Carolina. She's, she's basically ready, willing to surrender and throw the white flag and saying, you know what? Oh, no. We should just surrender on abortion. Nope. And she, she calls herself a pro-life Republican and is saying, you know what? You know, for the sake of unity, we should probably surrender. Yeah. yeah. Also, Jess, Mark Huck, who I'm going to be interviewing him with uh, Bishop Joseph Strickland later today. It'll be on next week's show. He attended the Biden State of the Union address. Yes. That'll be uh, You know, so we're going to talk to him about that. And also, just a quick note, talking on pro-life, Mark Huck says he's definitely will press charges to the FBI raid that terrorized his children. I'm glad he's going to do that, Jess, because... We need to push back hard so nothing like that happens in the future to other pro-life families. That's right. Terry, Joe Biden is a lukewarm Catholic. Oh, I'm just going just gonna to yeah, tell Catholic, it like it is. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? The lukewarm Catholics, they're very popular in this lifetime. Oh, yeah. yeah they get all the perks. They have yeah. all the friends in Hollywood. Yep. They have all the big tech friends, big pharma, all the millionaires. Oh, yeah. If you're lukewarm a lukewarm Catholic, you'll have all kinds of friends in this lifetime, but guess what? In the next lifetime, Joe Biden, you will live in total darkness if you don't repent and believe in the gospel. And you know, Jesse, this is why I say all are welcomed. Yes, for one one qualification, all are welcomed to Jesus Christ, provided 
you're willing to repent and believe in the gospel. So Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, all these lukewarm Catholics, don't leave people in the church and saying, oh, Joe Biden's a devout Catholic. Uh, you know, we, we, we're going to give him Holy Communion. That's a lie. And, and it's a lie. And I think that all of us who are in positions of power in the church need to take that responsibility. If you really lo- love Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi, call them to the truth by telling them all are welcome to convert to Jesus Christ and his moral teachings. That's yeah. my message. Amen. Uh, uh, John Horvath, our friend, he writes here, uh, the result of the broken system is chaos at all levels. Yep. This is what we have right now, a culture of chaos Amen. in the U.S. John Paul II called it a culture of death. It means the same thing. Lord, help us. Lord, make haste to help us. Lord, come to our assistance. Up next, we're going to be talking about the cost of gender ideology. Oh, my Listen God. to a heartbreaking you, story from oh, a mom. We're going, to, we're going to be crying after this. Stay with us, family. You're listening to Perry and Jessica. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Yes, this uh, gender confusion is going crazy in England, all over the world. People are being confused. And as I mentioned earlier, 44% of Canada's gender confused prisoners are in jail for sex crimes. And we still don't get it. Well, here's a passionate mother telling her story about her daughter. We've got to uh, listen to this woman because uh, it's, it's very moving for me to hear this. So let's play this uh, clip, Mr. Engineer. I am Sage's mother, better known as Nana. I adopted Sage after my son died when she was still a baby. She's been through six foster homes by then, but we loved her, and she blossomed into a joyful, lively girl who made music and art. Puberty began and COVID hit, and she was treated for depression and anxiety, at times very severe. Her teachers shared any concerns with me so her treatment could be adapted. The transparency ended in August of 2021 when Sage started high school. She started a public high school and she told me that all the girls there were bi, trans, lesbian, emo, and she wanted to wear boys clothes and be emo. Because I saw it as just a phase, it was fine with me. But at school, she told them something different. She was now a boy named Brooke Draco with male pronouns. Sage asked the school not to tell me, and they did not tell me, even though I informed them of her mental health history and medication. If I had known, this would be a much different story. She was terribly bullied. No one told me, but boys followed her, touched her, threatened violence and rape. Something happened in the boys' bathroom, but for two days, the school told me nothing. They kept meeting with Sage alone, and she became so distraught They called me to pick her up. That evening, I found a hall pass labeled Draco, and Sage told me she was identifying as a boy and that her counselor said she could use the boys' bathroom. She'd been jacked up against the wall by a group of boys. She was crying, terrified. I said, just stay home. We'll figure it out. That was my last conversation with Sage for five months. The night she ran, she thought to a young friend she'd met online, She left a note saying she was scared of what would happen if she stayed. The sheriff, FBI, search dogs were called in. I dropped to my knees in prayer. Nine days later, the FBI found her in Baltimore. 
My baby had been lured online, sex trafficked by DC, then Maryland. She was locked in a room, drugged, gang raped and brutalized by countless men. It was night. The FBI told us to pick her up in Maryland the next morning. We packed our cars with blankets and stuffed animals and, and arrived by 8 a.m. But we were told we couldn't see her and were summoned before Judge Robert Kershaw late that afternoon. They didn't even tell Sage that we came for her. We finally entered the courtroom and Sage appears on a huge Zoom screen from a prison cell. She looks tiny and broken and I cry out, I love you, Sage. Sage responds, I love you too, Nana. But attorney Anissa Khan rebukes us. She is a he and his name is Draco, not Sage. We were floored, what? Khan accuses us of accuses us of emotional and physical abuse that we are misgendering her. Even though we just learned she claims to be trans and we're willing to use any name and pronouns to bring her home, my husband was so tearful he kept forgetting the new pronouns, so the judge had the bailiff remove him from the courtroom. I was pleading for my child to be returned and treated for her unspeakable trauma. Judge Kershaw told me if I used the word trauma again, he would throw me out too. For over two months, he withheld custody. He housed Sage in, the male, in a male quarters of a children's home. Sage told me she was the only girl and repeatedly assaulted. She was given street drugs by the other kids, and Khan told her she didn't care. She just wanted to win the case and all the way to Supreme Court if necessary. Khan tried to prove abuse, but we were eventually cleared by both states of all charges. Sage later told me Khan had told her to lie, that we hit her. Khan even had Sage's school counselors testify against us, though they barely knew Sage, and they didn't know us at all. Khan told my precious child I didn't want her anymore. I found out Sage never received any of the letters I sent her. Sage ran from the children's home and disappeared for months. They told me she might already be gone forever, but I couldn't give up, and I finally found a tip on her social media that led the marshals to her in Texas. She had been drugged, raped, beaten, and exploited. This time, I was able to be with her for the traumatic rape exam and to bring her home. Back in Virginia, she entered the mental health facility that Judge Kershaw had ordered, as it would affirm her as a male. The therapist began pressuring her to have her healthy breasts removed. Sage was too scared to protest, but she asked me to secretly buy her girl's clothes because she wanted to be a girl, but keep them in the car. It took a kind lawyer, Josh Hetzler, to secure her discharge. After almost a year, Sage was finally home, safe, alive. Sage is receiving professional trauma care. The first trafficker has already been convicted, Sage has nightmares, panic attacks, rape-related medical issues, but there's hope. I told her she's not broken, she's just scarred. And part of that hope is that in courageously sharing her story, others will be saved. Sage said she doesn't know who she was back then. She wasn't a boy. She just wanted to have friends. But her school, the judge, the attorney, and the doctor were all blinded by their ideology. The consequences for Sage were unspeakable. Please don't let ideology harm another child. 
Let parents do our jobs. We know our children best, and we love them a million times more. Thank you. Wow. What a gut punch, Gary. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, Jesse, this is not just one person. Tens of this, thousands, 50,000, 60,000 people who have had these uh, sex changes have regretted it, and they're coming out and saying no. And then, Jesse, when you read about what's going on in, in England, where they have a 4,000% increase of people having you know, gender confusion, and to think about this, Jesse, you know, they don't, the thing about it is, is if we know that we were made by God, we're, ch- we're children of God in his image, male and female, we just need to go back to that fundamental teaching that God loves them because that young girl, she was looking for love in all the wrong places. This is, uh, you don't have to be a prophet to come up with this deduction, but all of this is the work of Satan. Of course it is. Satan you, in fact, in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it says that Satan preys upon our fallen nature, our yep. concupiscence, and he uses four ways to attack us. Politics, uh, education, social action, and morality. Satan is the father of lies. Satan also uses the Catechism, says in paragraph 407, political structures, political like medicine, like big pharma, yep. like uh, big tech like uh, the World Economic Forum, like Planned Parenthood, like Hollywood. Satan uses existing political structures to spread lies, deceptions, falsehoods in this culture of death, in this culture of confusion. Let's remember, all truth comes from God. God's the source of all truth. That's the battle that we're in right now, church. We're in a battle between truth and lies, right and wrong, Order and disorder, virtue and vice, good and evil. And lies come from Satan. And I'll be honest with you, the second president of the United States that's Catholic, this president, Terry, is the most, in terms of his legislation that he signs, Uh he's the most wicked, immoral president we've ever had. This guy is codifying, Terry, through executive order, mortal sin yep and he goes around saying i carry a rosary in my pocket and you better not question my catholicism or i'll stuff that rosary down your throat yeah and this is why we need to pray for his conversion because he's wicked right here he's he's he might not i i can't judge him because god's going to judge him but i can judge his actions and what he's doing is he's getting a one line one way ticket to hell because he has baptized he's a child of god and he's rejected his baptism promises. He's rejected. If he had received Holy Communion, I assume he did when he was a young man, he was confirmed. Everything he's doing is opposite to what his Catholic faith teaches. And so this is a man who's hell-bent on going to hell, and we want to try and yeah. pray for him because the good he could do, Jesse, if he had his, his metanoia, a right. conversion, are you right. kidding me? To say, I repent of killing all these babies by my legislation. I want to change my way. You know, that can happen. Now, it's a, it's a, it's a, a major conversion, but I'm praying for it because, you know what, I don't want to see him go to hell. But you know what, exactly. Jess, the way, way he's uh, acting, of course, objectively, I can say that. Objectively, his actions are opposed to the moral teachings of Christ. Terry, and it's interesting that many people on the left today say, follow the science, follow the science. Yeah. They only say that when it, when it serves their purpose. Yep. Convenient, yeah. Yep. Because I'll tell you, I'm cool with following the science. Of course. If we, if we follow the science... What's that say about a baby? It, 
Yeah, then it's clear that abortion stops a beating human heart. Think? That's his, that's if we follow the science, a man cannot be a woman and a woman cannot be a man simply by saying so or getting surgeries to mutilate your body parts. It doesn't make you the opposite gender. Exactly. So, again, if we follow the science, uh, the, the fact is, let's do it. Let's follow actually what science says. Yeah. But they, Terry, they don't. They just use that as a throwaway line. They don't believe it for a second. And and, uh, and I'll tell you. And when I look at pictures, for example, on the internet, and it just it's mind blowing. For example, I look at Bruce Jenner, and people are calling him uh, Caitlyn. No, no, no. That's Bruce Jenner. Yep. It's a dude. It's a guy. Yep. When when I look at pictures as, of Doctor Cher- Rachel Levine. Uh, no, it's not. It's a doctor. It, it's a man. Don't Isaiah the prophet warned us. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. In other words, call it like it is. Be an umpire calls balls and yep. strikes and don't go with the politically correct culture. If someone thinks I'm seven foot four, uh, does that make me seven foot four? No. The point of it is, let's live back in reality. Let's have a world biblical view. That's the view that's going to get you to heaven, not a worldly view. When we come back, we've got Church Militant coming up with some news items here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back after a quick break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-21. We're back, Jess. Go ahead. We're now, back, Jesse. Here we got Hunter Bradford. We got Hunter Bradford from Church Milton. He's going to give us an update on church news, politics, and the culture wars. Hunter, what's going on, my friend? Talk to us. The okay. church and the pope is the pope, and church militant is still church militant. I love it. <laughs> We've got some news. Good. Uh, for example, let's start with uh, Cardinal Robert McElroy out oh. of San Diego, the same guy who thinks that climate change has killed more people than abortion. So here's the story with him. Okay. Uh, in January, late January, January 24th, he wrote an essay saying, oh, you know, we need to remove the structures and cultures of exclusion in the church. Everyone should receive the Eucharist. Blah, 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 blah. And then he came on a podcast called The Jesuitical, which I would highly not recommend. I heard it. I, I Believe it or not, I, I was sick yesterday. I, I played it because I knew you were going to be talking about this. Go ahead. Oh, that, that probably made you sick. No, I got sicker. Go ahead. Yeah. You got sick, yeah. And so he's asked, hey, should... Um, he's asked a question about the Eucharist. Yes. And his answer is way off par, as you probably kidding. heard. Here. Yeah. You go for it, brother, because he was, you know. He, he, you what did he say? Tell, yeah, tell us what he said. Say. I didn't Hunter. hear it. Hunter, go ahead. So he, I'm actually, for some reason, it is, it is losing my mind. I cannot recall. I remember, okay, well, let me just say this. Basically, what he says in his article, which the Archbishop of Denver corrected, thank you, he says that all are welcomed you know, in this inclusivity where everybody's welcome, but he doesn't qualify that anybody who's welcome to church, provided they uh, repent and believe in the gospel, that's not part of the equation. So what he wants to say is, you can all come to the church and you don't have to believe anything, man. Just come on, receive Holy Communion. See, and that's yes. error. Go ahead. I'm, I, I'm sorry I jumped in like that, but it just ticked me off. 
That's okay. I remember the the question is about so scripture in Saint Paul uh, says that you know if you if you receive the Eucharist in a state of grave sin, state of yeah. mortal sin, then you actually eat and drink your own damnation. And this question was posed to Robert McElroy, a cardinal, um, and he said, you know what, that that doesn't exactly mean what it's what it says. Paul had a you know different meaning. Uh, and actually, yeah, I still want everyone to be able to receive the Eucharist. It goes back to uh, Francis's idea of the Eucharist is a medicine for the weak. And that is a true statement and a beautiful statement at that. But it is not a medicine for the dead. And those who are not in a state of grace are spiritually dead. Well said. Just right, yeah. Amen, yep. brother. Amen. And that's the bottom line. All are welcome. You know, qualifying. All are welcome. Yeah, if you're open to following Jesus Christ and repenting of your sins, come on down. But I'm, I'm going to be quite frank. If you want to continue to live in sin, well, that's your free will. You can choose it, but we prefer you to follow Jesus because that's what we're in business to do, help people get to heaven. That's right. C.S. Lewis says that hell is locked from the inside, a.k.a. is locked by those Amen, who were in there who sent themselves there by their own free will. Well said. So the second story we're moving on, mm -hmm. a report by the Aid to the Church in Need mm -hmm. found that of all of the continents in the world, the continent with producing the most martyrs in uh, this past year, the year 2022, was the continent of Africa. Of course, wow. uh, if you follow the news, you Nigeria, know this, sure. no surprise. You get Nigeria, you got uh, Boko Haram, of although course. that's less so. You got the uh, Fulani Muslims. Yep. Uh, I mean, they're doing a lot of damage over there. Yeah, yeah and it's, uh, it's funny the way Bush and a lot of even Catholics have used the term after 9-11, calling Islam the religion of peace. Any, anything but the religion of peace. And I, you know, that was that was a term that was used after 9/11 by by politicians and even Catholic clergy. Uh, it, just just the facts are Islam. Every country that they've conquered, those countries have bloody borders. The facts. Uh, yep. It's it, it, funny. I tell people, uh, you know, like you have Mormon missionaries, Jehovah's people knock at your door, and you know, Protestant missionaries, Catholics go to third world countries. Muslims don't, they're not missionary minded in terms of, hey, you want to come to a retreat and open your heart to Allah as, as Lord and Savior? Hey, you want to, you know, learn some prayers in Arabic? No, they're like convert or die. That's the yeah. retreat. It's one sentence. Simple equation. Yeah. It's evangelization via sword. I was talking to a friend <laughs> uh, recently about the Battle of Lepanto and how if you look at the history of Muslim and Catholic uh, relations, it is the Islamic people want many times throughout history and in serious moments want to kill Catholics uh, because they will not, quote unquote, repent in the eyes of the Muslims. Right. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you one of the, the, the beautiful things is because of our failure to evangelize Muslims and, 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 it, just, and it starts all the way from the top. OK, it starts from. Our, our leader, yep. Pope Francis, who doesn't believe in that. He doesn't believe in evangelizing Muslims. He calls it proselytization. <laughs> uh, yeah, which, I mean, you look at the word, it means to convert somebody. Look it up in the dictionary, to yeah. convert, to change, to yep. change their mind, to bring them over to your side. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. But we say evangelization, that's what we say. Uh, we don't use a. But the fact is, is that... Uh, he, he, he calls them again. He's he affirms them in their errors. You know, you're our brothers. You're part of the 
you know, you believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Instead of calling them to repentance and calling them, just like when you read St. Francis of Assisi and his encounter with the Sultan at his time. A little his different, time, isn't it? It was, whoa. <laughs> he told That's the Sultan. That's not yeah, he said, if you don't convert, you're going to die in your sins. And, and, and Pope Francis took his name. St. Francis of Assisi had a burden to convert Islam. I don't see that <laughs> burden right now. Are you talking about? Because the Saint Francis of Assisi, I know, loved animals, and he was very nice, and he was a peaceful guy. Hunter, give it, give us, yeah, give yeah. us the, the third. I want to get the third story. This, this, we could talk about this forever. But so, exactly. Go ahead. Third story. Um, it almost touches on me because I'm almost a millennial. Okay. Uh, but there was a report, a poll by Fortune done. Okay. And it found that millennials, those people who were born between 1981 in 1996, okay. uh, 35% of them across America rely on their parents to pay their bills. Okay, that, that alone is, is worth talking about, but I want to talk about another statistic which is related. So 63%, the same, other polls found 63% of millennials and Gen Z, Gen Z is the generation right after millennials, 63% of both of them have experienced feelings of burnout. I guess the the uh, beanbags are not as soft as they would hope. <laughs> I guess that uh, video games are really uh, proving burdensome, and the uh, the jobs on the phone they're just a bit too much. Well, that tells you of where we're at in our culture, doesn't it? And, and you know what I might add, two hundred and on those those young people, they also have a a very limited knowledge. Who the baptized Catholics are. They have very limited knowledge about the meaning and purpose of life. So it yeah. kind of fits right in what you're saying. It makes sense that that's where they'd be. Because if you don't have that close relationship with Jesus Christ, no accountability. It's just like, hey, whatever goes, goes. Whatever comes, comes. And so I think that should this should indicate to us a, the great need to evangelize these young people. Yes, it's, a, it's the same reason why when young people find out, they discover the traditional Latin mass, mm -hmm. they have this experience of like, wait, why did you guys, why did you parents, my grandparents, why did you guys hide this treasure yeah, from really, me? I'm this sure is a beautiful yeah. thing. And you've got it up in the attic. I'm like, no, 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 I, I think this is great. We should bring this down. This should be part of the, this should be part of the, the house. But no, it's in the attic. I love it. Good yeah. analogy, brother. You know what? Your first topic on McElroy that this talks about again modernism. Oh, yeah. Your second topic on on, on martyrs in Africa. Yeah. This talks about uh, uh, the violence of secular humanism. It has a violent. I mean, of the the violence of a, of, of a false religion, Islam. It has a violent component to it. And the third topic, millennials. To me, it talks about uh, atheism. The the millennial culture is steeped in atheistic and agnostic thought, and as a result of that, like Terry said, they don't know the meaning and purpose of life. And they have no problem not being responsible, not getting married. I don't want to have a family uh, and live with mom and dad in the basement and play uh, and, and play games, you know, wearing my underwear all day long and uh, and being a keyboard warrior. That's right. I mean, I I was just crapping all over millennials and Gen Zers. I am, unfortunately. OK, a Gen Zer, so Truth some of those told. people are about <laughs> my age, but uh, I thankfully uh, praise be to God, do not fall into the typical characteristics that follow Good. this generation. Hunter, I want to throw one more thing at you because it ties into your resistance group. There's a young man named Josh Alexander. We talked about him, 16 years old, stood up at his Catholic school and said, yep. I'm not going to allow 
the girls, uh, the boys going into the girls' bathroom. This is against my religion. He stood up. I think he should be part of the resistance of church militant. Can oh, you tell yeah. us a little bit about that group yeah. that you, you know, helping people stop, uh, you know, injustices going on in the faith? Can you talk about that, please? I think that's, uh, first of all, that Josh Alexander, is uh, he did an amazing thing. Oh, I think so. And uh, I, I hope to one day be able to exhibit the same amount of courage he, he did. But um, resistance, obviously, is our, uh, is our action arm. So on the news and on all the other different shows, we're talking, you know, what's true, yeah. um, theology, philosophy, whatever it is, church teaching. But sure. resistance is, okay, here's what's, after getting what's true, yeah. here's what we should do about it. You have okay. all these evils in society. How exactly do you fight them? Because you can't just pray the rosary every day, though we need to pray the rosary every day. Um, but we need to commit that that love of our Lord and of truth uh, to action, and resistance is our arm for doing that. Excellent. And you know what? We're going to record that. That's a good commercial, what you just did, brother. You you nailed it. You said it all. Because, you know, this I'll is— I'll take the money. It's fun. Yeah, you'll take the money. But here's the point, everybody who's listening. we got to be part of the solution, our prayers, yeah. but also our actions. And I think that's a good balance that Church Militant is doing. Not only are you exposing error, you're showing people the truth of the gospel and saying, let's be that light on the hill. Precisely. That's also a good commercial. <laughs> yes, Good Matt, job, brother. Matt, good Matt, job. Matt. Yep. Well, we'll see you next week. Keep up the good work. Right. God love you, God. brother. Wow. You got a partner. God bless you. You know, you know Jesse, this uh, McElroy, who's only 90 miles away from where I'm sitting in San Diego, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just say we pray for him because... He is in a big position in the church. And again, just like Biden, hes I don't think he understands his Catholic faith. I'm talking about a cardinal in the Catholic church. Either sure. that or maybe I'm missing something, but it's diabolical that he yeah. will not follow. A or B. A or it's B. A or B. Wrap it up. He's either, he's either ignorant or yeah. he's wicked. There you, a go. Or B. there you go. I don't know which one it is, but it's one of them. All yep. right, Jess, uh, what state should we be living in, brother? Let's live in, a, let's live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. And remember, as uh, General Maximus says, whatever we do in this life will echo in eternity. Think about that. Whatever you do in this life will echo in eternity. Be holy or die trying. Remember, pray your rosary every day for world peace. Remember, Our Lady said at Fatima, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. And we got prelates, we got presidents, we got lots of people in our family to pray for, right? Pray for ourselves. Hey, up next, the Matt Arnold Show here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Get your free app by going to vmpr.org. May God richly bless you and your family. St. Faustina's Prayer for Priests. 